new online radio that makes you happy. I was a part of a Facebook group, and the other day they put up a GoFundMe page. They want the group members to help them pay to go out to a state, a party, and to see family. What is your thoughts on this? Thanks. Well, <laughs> what can I say? There's a lot of gullible people out there. And I feel sorry for today's generation because everybody wants to fit in. Now, they didn't give me a link or any of that type of stuff to this supposed post. But that's one thing I don't like about GoFundMes, man. GoFundMes are there to actually help people that are in need. Now it's being used by any Tom, Dick, and Harry that wants to make a couple bucks. And they put them in these Facebook groups and these people just flock to it because they want to belong to something. That's idiotic. You know, it, it, it's really time to use your brains, people. This is the internet. People are putting stuff up there. There's a lot of scams. And if you fall for it and send the money, well, that's on you, man. <laughs> you're an idiot. What can I say? You're paying for somebody's, what, vacation? You're paying for them to go party? I, it is what it is, man. That's the way people are, just because they want to be a part of something. Now, another example of that is, and I've seen this a couple weeks ago, and this has to pertain to Bikers for Trump, Chris Cox. If you people don't know, this dude never rode before. He didn't even have a bike until he started building up these Facebook groups because people were sending them the money and he finally decided, oh, I need a bike. Well, all this, he used to go on the programs and stuff with his little biker vest. And now, next thing you know, you're seeing him in a suit because guess what? His plan all along was to put himself out there as the face of bikers and now he's running for office. This guy could care less about you bikers, man. But again, you fell for it. You fell for the biggest scam out there. I actually interviewed people that started this Bikers for Trump down in Florida and Chris Cox just ran with their ideal. So if you're going to vote for a guy who's supposedly a biker, you've been had. You've been had. And you should be loyal to your lifestyle first than some politician. Okay? But you got duped. He built up. He's a scam artist. You know, this is the guy who was going around and cleaning up the parks during, you know, the government shutdowns, whatever. A big hairy dude. He was a chainsaw guy. Made chainsaw art. But... This is the way he got into the national scene, and you bikers helped him do it. So deal with it. Now he's wearing suits and stuff, and I guarantee if you morons get him in the office, you're bye-bye. He don't care about you anymore. Exactly what's going to happen because his whole thing from the get-go was to do something for himself. So I guess that question is a good one. Facebook groups, guys, that's what they are. They're Facebook groups. <laughs> if they're acting like a riot, this or that or an MC, stay far, far away from it. 
And if you send in any money to a GoFundMe page for somebody else's vacation, boy, are you the most gullible of the gullible. I cannot see how you look at yourself in the mirror and call yourself a biker because you're falling for the biggest scams alive. One thing that Insane Throttle Motorcycle Madhouse does, we get these on a daily basis. Can you promote this? Can you promote that? Uh, GoFundMe page. Hell no, we ain't going to promote that GoFundMe stuff unless I personally know the people have confirmed what's going on or we do some background checks. As you notice, we maybe put up one GoFundMe page in the last two years because we know it's a scam. We know who's ever putting up those GoFundMe page. Now, I'm not talking about legitimate ones, about kids with cancer, St. Jude's, rights for this or that. I'm talking about individuals who will put up these GoFundMe pages just to take your money. It's a proven fact. We've been doing this a long freaking time, and we've seen it over and over again. You know, the most famous one, everybody has to know this one about GoFundMe, is when that homeless guy and that couple, well, they actually faked it, man, and they made a couple hundred Gs off of that scam. So... I respect your question and stuff. Me, I my opinion is you're a gump if you do it. That's what I can say. And if you're part of that group and you see something like this happening and the admins or any of that ain't doing nothing about it, well, just unfollow the damn group. What do you want me to say, really? You know, and I think a lot of people out there is going to agree with me that if you do do these GoFundMe pages, you are a gump. Now, GoFundMe's especially, especially if a creator puts one up, you are really dumb, okay? Creators usually use PayPal donations, they use uh, Patreons, they use, uh, what is it, P.O. boxes, that stuff. That ain't a scam because you're trying to help your show out, but if they're going out there on GoFundMe's and you see it everywhere, they're just out for your money, man. You know, don't be that person. Don't be that person in one of these Facebook groups who want to be a part of something. You know what? Go out on the street, meet people, do that, man. You don't have to hand over your hard-earned money. I don't care if it's $5, dollars $15, $20 for some schmuck to go on vacation on your dime. If they wanted to go somewhere... Well, they should have maybe planned thing bikers are about is they're not supposed to be gumps. You're supposed to challenge stuff. Challenge, challenge, challenge. Screw this ver trust but verify stuff. I say be cynical, don't trust anybody, and verify at the same freaking time because if it turns out to be a scam, you let everybody else know. That's one thing about the internet that is good, where in the old days, we didn't have it, was you're able to get some information worldwide in a heartbeat within 24 hours. So, that's my thoughts on that. Another question came in, lucky I just read that thing, uh, was about this MC that I put up. Uh, it's on our last video. I don't even know what it's freaking called. It claims to have all these one percenters come together. And we were getting a lot of uh, questions from 1% uh, members 
uh, that watch us. And basically, guys, as you all know, I am not in politics. You guys can watch the video. I gave you the information like some people put out. You go to the source, man. We're, we're biker news. That was some biker news. We put it out there. And it's up to you guys to verify it. I am not in an MC. Have nothing to do with an MC. So stop asking us to do the work for you. Yeah, you know, it's fun. And that's a funny point right there. And I know I'm getting off the so subject of gullible bikers. But just because we're motorcycle club rights activists don't mean we're going to agree with you guys 100% of the time or back you up 100% of the time. And I've been getting a lot of heat lately with some of the videos going out. And basically what I have to say is if you don't like other sides of the view, I don't know what to tell you, man. Do your thing. Go to your other channels. Do whatever you want for your entertainment. But we're putting out all angles. We're covering every aspect of the biker scene because I believe that's important. If we're to make it a better scene, then we all got to work together. Something I know a lot of people are not going to want to do. And I find it funny that when I do talk to club members, they're pretty cool about it. But you got all these freaking supporters out there that are, ooh, ooh, ooh. They woof all the time, man. That woofing crap. So it's really not the clubs, but it's their, you know, supporters that go out there and woof. But the moral of the story here is, guys, don't be gullible. Okay? Challenge people. And don't become a chump, man. Really giving some people the GoFundMe shit to uh, go on a vacation. What are you, stupid? You know, that is the definition of stupidity. Okay? Uh, it, wow. And people talk about rubs. They talk about this group. Well, a lot of people would say like this to uh, something like that. But, hey, if you want to fork over some money... Go ahead, man. Help support this show. Go to our Patreon or go to our PayPal. Hey, you want to mail a check? P.O. Box 38, Rockton, Illinois, 61072. Go ahead and mail that in. It will appreciate it, man. I tell you what, if you donate to us, it'll go a lot further than some stupid GoFundMe page. Hi, this is Jay Hollywood Machikari. Join our YouTube channel and get Motorcycle Madhouse and tons of videos related to the bikers. Join now by subscribing for free and become part of the crowd today. Always free and always entertaining. Don't forget to visit us at www.harleyliberty.com for your daily biker news. Rock on! Are we ready? Let's go. 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 What's it like at motorcycle club parties, and is it like what they portray on TV? Well, I can tell you from experience, they are not near what they've claimed to be on TV, or not, <laughs> not anything like people put in their books. Basically, what it is with the parties, especially if you're in a bigger city or some shit like that, is it's a money-making opportunity for the clubs and the confederation or clubs uh, that are associated with. We'll go to your parties, I'll go to yours, that kind of deal. Basically, it's ticket sales, raise some money, you might have a band there. 
maybe strippers. You know, I only went to one party that had strippers. The broads, they're not like these bikini-clad wearing Swedish bombshells that you see on TV. Most of the time... They're pretty fugly, man. They are. They're pretty fugly. You know, yeah, you got your patch hounds that are women that go around trying to get with a patch holder so they to put that property up or they can be called somebody's old lady. But again, they're not Swedish bombshells, man. We're talking hmm, some overweight ones and stuff like that. Actually, you're not missing a whole lot when it comes to club parties. Sure, you might have a couple brothers that to get together and have all the fun stuff going on. But really, when I was in, well, you know, the earlier years, you know, in the 90s, when I was in the first club, yeah, we had some, uh, yeah, good parties there. But later on, when I got involved in uh, another club, it wasn't like that at all. Actually, yeah, it was more riding in and going all over the freaking place. But the parties weren't like you read in the books or you see on TV. It's just not like that. Again, it's a money-making type of deal. So hopefully that answers your question. And the next question was, what do I think it is Mayans MC season? You know... <laughs> I actually got readers and followers that like hearing about that stuff, so I'll give you my opinion on it. It's a biker show, guys, and I find it funny when you're going around on the internet and you see these people, they bashing these shows, and you know these motherfuckers are watching it too, man. You know they are watching it, you know, because it has to do with the lifestyle, and there ain't that many shows that are out there you know, that goes towards our lifestyle. So what do I think of it? I think it's biker entertainment. I watched, uh, I think, uh, a couple episodes of it. And I, the Sons of Anarchy was better. If you ask me, I like to see what happens with uh, Jax's kids and all that stuff. If they do another one or they do a prequel to the, the original Sons of Anarchy. But I'm just not really getting into this Mayans one, man. You know, cartels this, cartels that. It's just unrealistic to me. It it really is. So that's my thoughts on you know that stuff. Now, finally, uh, with our biker series, we actually had uh, a question come through about okay, would you consider a passenger a biker? Well, I'm assuming that it's a lady, and there's some hardcore biker bitches out there, man. I'm talking bitches that will freaking grab a pool cue and get in the middle of it. Let me tell you, it ain't no freaking joke, some of these broads. So, yeah, I guess you can consider a, a chick a biker, even though she don't have a freaking, you know, bike. You know, she rides off her old man's, you know, coattails. So, you know, that's what it is, man. If you're looking for up-to-date biker news, then Insane Throttle is the place to be. Daily editorials and news that is dedicated to the biker scene. Come on over and join the number one internet and biker news site at HarleyLiberty.com. Hi, this is John with Exit 27, and you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to hear more of our music? Head on over to Spotify or iTunes. The number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode. Let's go, go, go. 
Okay, so I get a lot of people that are always riding in their fanatics about they just got their bike or they've been riding for so long that their dream has always been to be an outlaw biker. Now, there is nothing at all wrong with wanting to join an outlaw motorcycle club. Uh, you got the big uh, five or even, you know, as I call them, big ten. You know, some storied MCs that have really been around a long time and they prove what brotherhood is really about. Now, there is some questions that you might want to ask yourself, especially if you're independent right now. You know, as, you know, the video rolls, you'll see it. This is a picture of Sturges, actually, and you see it's a big old rally. So you got to ask yourself one of the first questions. Is your independence worth a lot to you? Because when you join a club, it don't even have to be a motorcycle club. Your independence is totally gone. I guess that leads us to the question, what are you expecting when you join an outlaw motorcycle club? Is it because you want to wear a patch? You want uh, citizens to look at you different? There has to be a reason behind it. And that reason is going to tell you if you're going to succeed or not. Some other questions you got to ask yourself is your financial stability. Being an outlaw biker is pretty expensive, especially if you join one of the bigger clubs. Money, money, money. We're not only talking about dues that can go anywhere between one, the three to four hundred dollars a month, depending on the clubhouse, because hey, somebody's got to pay that rent or somebody's got to pay that mortgage. It's just the way the game works. All the members have to pitch in. Everything's equal. And yes, most of the time, even as a prospect, you have to pay dues. It starts from the minute you throw that on. Now, there's hangaround periods. You know, most clubs ain't going to charge you, you know, for your hangaround period. But yeah, you're going to do a little work here and there. But once you put that prospect patch on, you are starting to pay some money. Now, I know with the bigger clubs... Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of travel involved. So how much money are you going to have to put into travel? You're going to have to put a lot into traveling. We're talking anywhere between. it easily get $1,000, uh, $9,000 a year with your travel, depending on the size of the club that you're in. Yeah. And then you're talking about funerals, stuff like that. I can remember when I was uh, with uh, a support club, man. We're talking funerals. We're talking travel. Man, I was doing nothing but putting out money. I was like, holy cow. So this is another thing that you really, really got to think about before you join a club or hanging around a club, especially in OMG. And the next thing you got to worry about is your family. Are, do you got people that are actually going to support you in this venture? Yeah, if you do not have the backup of, say, your wife, your old lady, or even kids, you're going to have a hell of a time in an OMG. Hell of a time because basically that OMG becomes your family. And sometimes, depending on the OMG, we are talking that OMG or that motorcycle clubs comes before your family. So 
you know, say you got a kid's graduation, you got a kid's birthday party, and you're called, well, guess what? You are going to be stuck choosing between either the motorcycle club or you're going to have to choose your family. Now, a lot of people out there say, well, you know, we, you know, it's a motorcycle club, you know, I'm going to, you know, choose my family. Well, if that's the case, then you're not really cut out to be a member of an outlaw motorcycle club. Now, another question we get is, and I know why I got the question is, can you be an outlaw biker without being involved in an outlaw motorcycle club? Well, you got to th think about the premise of what outlaw actually means. Outlaw means living out the of society's norms and stuff. But, you know, a true outlaw gets out there, does his thing, hustles, and all that good stuff. So, when you hear people talking about outlaw bikers, you know, I guess theoretically there could be. But I really don't see that point. You know, others maybe do, but I don't. But let's get back into the uh, if you can be an outlaw biker in an outlaw motorcycle club. There is so much you got to think about before getting in one of these clubs. Again, you got your family, you got money, and now let's talk about job. Even, you know, I know a lot of clubs that say, well, you know, Family job and club. And that is not reality whatsoever. And, you know, some people are lucky enough to own their own businesses where they can be around the club more. But people got to work. Now, you got to take, you know, your job into consideration. Does your employer let you be involved with clubs? I know uh, over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of stuff going down in Florida where some firefighters got into the OMGs, which, hey, I don't mind, you know, but it, their fire department uh, personnel, their chiefs, all that stuff do mind. So does your job have anything against you being involved with the club? Now, it don't only have to do with fire departments or, you know, it could be a factory worker or a welder or something like that. Maybe you got somebody who's all uptight that owns a business and don't want you around that kind of stuff or don't want the blowback if something happens in that area coming back on their business. Again, you got to think about that. Most importantly, you got to start thinking about your time that you're going to be able to put in. Now, if you're only going to be a 50% effort put into a club, well, you don't belong in any type of club. But I can tell you with Outlaw Biker Clubs, you are going to be putting 100% of your time in. If you don't like it, then don't join. The best thing I can tell you is go through a hangaround period. Hang around the guys for maybe, you know, a year or so. Get to know them. Get to know the routine. Get to see if they're doing, how much the travel's involved. How much, you know, as far as the funerals, the money you see being spent. This is going to be actually a good way for you to gauge if you can make it or not. Because once you get to the prospect period, then you're kind of, you know, you're more than dipping your toe into the scene, you know, because that's basically what you're doing is when you're hanging around, you're dipping the toe. When you go into the prospect period, you're actually going in with uh, one foot into the water. And next thing you know, you're a member, you got both feet in there and you are committed 
at that point. You know, personally, I think, you know, if you're going to join an OMG stuff, I think your process of joining that club should be at least two years. This enables you to be able to know if you're going to make it or not. But again, it goes all the way back to why do you want to be in an OMG in the first place? Now, I get it. You know, TV, you know, glamorizes the lifestyle. Or you might hear friends talking about, hey, we got this many chicks or, you know, the public looks at us this way. But there's also the bad side of that type of stuff. Every time you go to an OMG party, especially if they're one of the well-known one percenter ones, you're going to have more pictures of yourself taken than you have of yourself in a photo album. You're going to have feds, you're going to have local state gang units looking at you, and this is just a fact of life. It don't even matter if you're a support club, it don't matter if you're a 99 percenter club, if you're just going to support a one percenter club, you will get taking pictures of let me tell you you will it will happen you'll see them going around gather the intelligence writing your plate numbers down they will know everything about you the minute you start hanging around or attend and this is even for supporters you, you attend an outlaw party an omg party of any of the one percenter clubs you're gonna get tagged also, you got to get, and I talk about a lot of this all the freaking time, motorcycle profiling. Yes, you will get profiled. You will get profiled the minute you throw on a prospect patch or a regular membership patch. So that's another consideration you got to take in before you join an outlaw motorcycle club uh, putting on that one percent diamond now you know the one percent diamond it's really you know sad to say but a lot of clubs now are just throwing them on and it's losing a lot of its meaning not to say that you know the bigger clubs uh you know don't go with it but it is getting kind of watered down but these are just some of the things you might want to think about before you want to go join an omg you know, in the old days, it used to be said, well, you got two choices, either prison or you're going to go to the grave because that's how hardcore it was back then. Nowadays, it ain't so much. But yeah, there's still a lot of stuff that happens within the club scene. You'll, you know, do you want to be watching over your back all the time? Another question. So you might want to go through your pros and cons of seeing if this is the lifestyle you really want. Talk to people, learn about it. Don't make any rash decisions. Stay away from clubs that are 1% diamonds that just pop up and, you know, you've never heard of them. Those clubs are usually going to get shut down because, quite frankly, when it does come to protocol, I do understand when a club puts on a 1% patch, then you're in the game. You know, the other stuff with the other clubs, I really, you know, I think that's more out there. But one percenter clubs, yeah, I completely agree. Hey, if you haven't been around or you haven't put in the work or got your respect, yeah, you're going to get hit. So remember that before joining. It's just not all glory when it comes to a motorcycle club. It's work, and especially in OMG, G is dedication. You're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse on iTunes and all major podcasting platforms. You're, you're online.
online radio. The new online radio that makes you happy. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. We're going to be talking about a question that I received, and I guess it's from a new Jack. Hey, I'm not bumming on you. You asked the question, so I'm going to answer it. Your question was, will I get profiled if I go to a party at a motorcycle club? Well, in simple terms, yes. But it depends what kind of clubhouse you're going to. Now, if you're going to a 1% clubhouse, you can almost guarantee you will be getting pictures taken of you, your license plate taken down, because there's little officers that walk up and down the sidewalk and look at the bike's uh, plates. So you will be identified either through photos or when they run your license plate, your good old picture of that driver's license is going to pop up. And you're going to be categorized as an associate or supporter of that one percenter club. It always happens. These guys know when the parties are. It ain't no secret, especially now with social media. And that brings me to another thing on social media. Once you're identified as an associate, you can guarantee that, you know, if you're up to any bad stuff, if you will, they will know about it to watch all your social media pages. And it's funny, nowadays, the cops really don't have to do what they used to do by actually going out. No, they put a couple officers here and there, take their pictures, but the main stuff is social media. And it always surprises me when people put their business on social media. You're giving it to them, guys, really. And, and you know what? <laughs> the gangbangers, you always see them with their signs and all that type of stuff, or they'll be holding up guns or have a whole cash load of freaking, uh, you know, gun supplies, if you will, and their money hanging out on the, uh, the counter, and they're sitting there taking pictures. Well, you know, regardless of what we think about cops, they're not stupid. So, basically, you're giving them what they want. So, your question, yeah, you're going to get profiled, and profiling ain't no joke. Well, we've covered here on Insane Throttle Biker News all the profiling that's happened. Everything from Wilson's Leather Goods down in Texas all the way up to Washington, across the country. Uh, profiling ain't no joke. It's gotten so bad that uh, the House and Senate actually passed uh, a resolution condemning motorcycle profiling. The problem is it hasn't been passed uh, into law, and I do not think it ever will be passed into law because yeah it's glad handing with the bikers with these politicians but they're always going to side with leo always no matter what they're going to side with leo you know so those who think they can actually make a dent in the way these politicians are glad handing you is sorely mistaken and this is just my opinion anyway because you got to look at it logically and this ain't the bump on motorcycle clubs. Because not everybody in a motorcycle club goes around shooting, dealing coke, dealing meth, any of that stuff. It's a, you know what? It's a band of a small group of people that do that within a club. Most guys in a club are hardworking. They go to work. They have you know blue-collar jobs and all that type of stuff. But the problem is these other guys ruined it. 
And next thing you know, they're going around calling them gangs, OMGs, and all that type of stuff. And that's what Leo, you know, puts them as. And it don't help when the clubs go around with the violence, you know. This is 2019. Do you really expect politicians or do you expect the citizens to back your side of the equation when they hear about all this stuff going on. Now, I, I've been preaching this the last couple weeks, and, you know, I already know it ain't going to go where, because clubs are what they are, man. They're always going to be like that. But what I'm talking about is getting the people on your side. If you can't get people on your side, I don't care what you guys do at the, the politician's level, where you're going and glad-handing people, they're not going to support it. They're not. When there's all kinds of violence happening out there, do that'd be asinine to think that. That's just plain and simple. And that kind of stuff leads to the profiling when you go out to the clubhouses and stuff like that because the wait on a corner for you. I actually covered it with uh, the sheriff. I actually debated him. That's on MotorcycleMadhouse.com. It was from last year where they were just sitting on the corner watching everybody come in. Next thing you know, people started to leave and these weren't even patch holders. They started to leave and they were getting pulled over. So you can expect that when you go to a 1% motorcycle club. Now, as far as 99% or clubs, you know, that depends. It really does with the local. It's more of a local type of thing. If you're on the uh, FBI freaking uh, organized crime list or whatever the hell they say it is, uh, it depends if they're real active and if they pissed off the locals, man. You know, it can get, you know, the best places are usually in the country where, you know, there's only a few cops and they know everybody. But when you get into the bigger cities, man, them guys got a hard on so bad for bikers, it's unreal. I know in Chicago, man, it's that bad. Uh, I'm guessing it is in L.A., Oakland, uh, East Coast. But at the same time, who do we got to blame? Yeah, some of it's on the cops, but uh, some of it's on the clubs, man. It's up to the officers at this point of that club. If you really care about your club, your brothers, maybe it's time to tell them to stop doing the stupid crap. Because the more they do the stupid crap, the more motorcycle profiling is going to happen. You really think they care about Toys for Tots or all the good stuff? No. They only care about what they know with what happened in the past. This happened here, this bomb went off here, this guy got shot here. That's all they care about. And that's how they're forming their opinions on you guys. But it's going to take some intelligence to get moving where the cops don't think that anymore. You know, there's all kinds of associations popping up within the motorcycle club community now. You got your COC, which I support a lot. You got your law-abiding uh, biker clubs where they got their own thing going on. I actually did an interview with uh, the guy out of law-abiding and, you know, to my uh, amazement, there was fire in there, bet clubs, all that stuff. So uh, there's a lot of, I've heard of independent club associations going on. So, yeah, protocol used to be where you know, because cops and all that stuff and uh, the public don't distinguish. They always run to the bigger club, 1%, and think they're behind everything. 
And I think that's another deal, you know. You know, you're not in the protocol. You're putting your club away from all that stuff. So if some idiot does something, it don't come up on you. But I'm not in a club anymore. I'm just giving you experience of what I went through. And uh, again, you can throw all the hate mail you want at me. You know, I got the thick skin. You got to have thick skin during this stuff. You know, instead of, you know, bashing and bashing this person, uh, supporters are good at this get together and actually prop up the whole scene. Because until you guys start working together, it's never going to get better. Never. The profiling's always going to happen. So, hopefully I answered your question again. Uh, yeah, you will get profiled. That's just the way of life. Uh, that's the way it goes. So, expect that if you want to go to a party, especially a 1% party. But... Make sure you're all legal, man, when you go to these parties, because some of these cops will pull you over real quick. Make sure license, registrations, insurance, the whole nine yards, you're legal, legal. If you're carrying, you got your concealed permit, the whole nine yards. So, don't forget to subscribe, guys. Hit that like button. Come on, that helps out. Uh, biker Angle, every week, you're getting a couple of those videos a week and a couple of these videos a week. So, really appreciate the support, guys. Talk to you guys later. You're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse on iTunes and all major podcasting platforms. Your online radio, the new online radio that makes you happy. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. As you know, Pelosi came out and said, all this BS about the founding of the country and how we have to save our democracy. For one, this ain't a democracy. This is a republic. A democracy is where they rule by majority. They didn't make any laws they want. Could you imagine that? No checks and balances. A republic, it allows our representatives to be electing for us and it gives the minority a chance to filibuster, all that kind of stuff. But for the last, what is it? Three years, all we've been doing is hearing about this collusion or that collusion. And since these freaking far-left Democrats have got in the office, not one thing has been done for the American people. Not one thing. They got no accomplishments whatsoever. They're still mad about the 2016 election, and they just can't get over it. See, Democrats, they love power. That's what these elites do. If you were from Chicago, you would know exactly what the Democrats were about. They've held the city of Chicago's politics for over 100 years. And look at the shape that it is in now. It is horrible in Chicago, especially on the west and the south sides of the city. You can't even walk down there without getting mugged by a zombie uh, toted up on heroin. That's your Democrats. Look at California. Look at New York. Those are the type of people that are running the Democrat Party. Now you got the socialists and AOC. But they don't like that Trump's helping this country at all. They're mad about it. They know they cannot beat him in 2020. So now all of a sudden they're bringing up the whistleblower. By the way, who didn't have firsthand knowledge of what was going on. He wasn't there. And I guess Trump is releasing the transcript tomorrow, so we'll see what's in there. But it's just like the Democratic Party to project 
something that they did on other people. They do the same stuff here in Illinois and in Chicago. They'll project it on everybody else. And guess what? You sheep that are Democrats, liberal, follow that to a T. You guys do not have a brain of your own and you let other people follow you. Now, I know the Democrats are getting nervous because the black vote and the Hispanic vote is starting to trend upward for Trump. But getting back to the Ukraine deal, you got Joe Biden over there glad-handing his son, glad-handing with these people. And by the way, Ukraine, they admitted to trying to help Hillary Clinton out in 2016. That's a projection again. But Biden's son took millions from Ukraine and took millions from China. Okay? And you even got a vice president at the time admitting, yeah, I told them, you know, if they don't do this, I'm going to fire, you know, we're not going to give you the money. Again, same thing that they always do. They'll try to project what they did on other people. Now, this country is this close to a sparking point. If you read your history, before the Civil War, during the late 50s, that's how it was going. The lines were being drawn, and that's what's happening today, is the lines in this country are being drawn, and people are sick and tired of the leftist policies. They are tired for the last three years because they didn't win an election tearing this country down the pieces. It's actually quite ridiculous that anybody has to live through this crap with these people because they want power. You know what? Think about it. What is there, five, six hundred people that run the Congress and both the Senate and the House? Those people are making decisions for over 65 million people in this country on one side, and then you got the other side with millions more people. We're supposed to be Americans. But that ain't ever going to happen because you got these Democrats in there. Just look at the Obama administration. They had John Brennan, who started all this crap, as a CIA director. In the Cold War, now, for those who don't understand what the Cold War was, that's when we were sitting there worried about nuclear missiles falling in our bedrooms from the Soviet Union. Well, this cocksucker's a known communist, voted for Communist Party candidates during the Cold War. During the Cold War, he voted for Communist freaking candidates. And you put somebody like that in charge of the CIA? You're kidding me, right? You can't make this stuff up what this party does. And right now, it's sorry to say that we're real close to the popping point. I've been reading uh, some of uh, the threads and all that going on on YouTube and Facebook. And everybody's pissed off about this. They are really pissed off about this impeachment push. It's a sad day in America, that's what I can tell you. Real sad day. If you guys don't start holding these people responsible, the America you see or thought you lived or are a part of ain't going to exist anymore. Because why? Because you didn't get involved, you didn't hold these people responsible, you didn't let the rad- you didn't face the radicalism head on. You let it keep on going. Everybody knows the Democrats are freaking liberals. 
Liberal communists is what they are, or socialists. Communists and socialists basically should be the same damn thing. You know, then you got this Antifa going out there and doing stuff like they are, and the Democrats won't condemn it. Why? Because they encourage it. They encourage it. So, you know, there's a lot of white ring uh, groups popping up now. Hey, I don't blame them. Go Proud Boys. Somebody needs to stand up for this country because, you know, your rhinos like Mitt Romney, that joke, that joke, he's out there like he's the moral freaking uh, God. You know what? Screw you, man. You know, everybody's sick of guys like him and McCain. Oh, my God. McCain was the most corrupt freaking guy. You guys need to read your history on McCain, man. If you guys think he was some kind of saint, he was a joke. He was just as corrupt as the rest of them. George Soros' payroll. But anyway, that's just my two thoughts, man. You guys, you know, need to get involved in this stuff. Get on the phones and don't let this happen. Because come 2020, there's going to be an outbreak. I can already see it. And you know what? Maybe this country needs one of them. Maybe this country needs good cleansing for once, and if it does, maybe they should do what they did in the Ba'ath Party in Iraq and ban every damn Democrat Party official there is. But hey, just my thoughts again. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Need your daily dose of biker news? Then what are you waiting for? Visit HarleyLiberty.com and keep up to date with all the happenings in the biker scene. And wait! There's more. Insane Throttle Biker News is now on Instagram. Come on over and give us a follow and get special video content not seen elsewhere on the net. Just type in Insane Throttle Biker News in the search bar. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7, 24-7. I got a very interesting question. I don't know if it was the same guy who was uh, asking about the GoFundMe page or whatever, but it does sound like it. Uh, so let me read uh, this real quick. Hey, Hollywood, I liked your response to the last video. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It was a pretty messed up question, but thanks for bringing it up to us. Uh, I got another question for you. I was wondering if you would allow your old lady to hang around with a so-called brother and even let them go cross-country on a ride together. It was amazing because a lot of us thought they were already married, but it turns out that they are not, and she's married to somebody else, but it seems like they go around acting like a couple. What is your thoughts? Well, first of all, I ain't a marriage counselor, really? Is that what it really comes down to, is this kind of drama where I'm a marriage counselor? Uh, if it wasn't biker-related, I probably wouldn't even have taken this question. Uh, secondly, my opinion, huh? You got to remember that I am a news and an opinion uh, columnist. So when you're sending these questions, think about that, will you guys? Anyway, would I let a brother hang around with my old lady and take her on a cross-country trip? Yeah, no. Uh-uh. 
I, I, you know what? Uh, yeah, no. I don't care who you say your brother is. Yeah, no. Again, I'm going to keep on saying that because you know what? I know human nature, especially if they're hanging around all the time. Yeah, there's something help on that stuff. You know, I used to run some of the establishments, if you will, and I would see it all the freaking time. You know, people thought that kind of lifestyle actually brought each other together. Yeah, it didn't. It actually tore them apart. It was supposed to be about, uh, you know, trust and all that. Instead, it turns into jealousy. I've seen it a million times. I don't care how much you call somebody brother or how much you think they you trust them. There's no way I would recommend letting anybody go with your old lady. That's your old lady, man. That's supposed to be your ride or die, whatever. You know, I know if you're not married, you know, she's some piece on the side. Well, maybe, I guess, you know, there's some freaks out there in the world. Uh, do your thing. But if you're married and you're, you know, not into, uh, how can I say it, uh, swinging lifestyle, yeah, you're taking a big freaking risk. And my question is, what the hell is she doing hanging around with this freaking guy and acting like they're married? Uh, you know, from your question, it seems like, uh, you know, I don't know where this freaking comes from. But your question or your statement was, you guys thought he, they were married. Well, if you're thinking that way, I can guarantee you something happening on the side man somebody's getting themselves some mm, and uh he's playing that crap up you know that's just my opinion that's what i've seen again i am not a marriage counselor now you want to get on the brother subject okay well you know what everybody calls everybody brother and basically what it is is most of the time they don't even know the other guy's name or they forgot about it so they call him brother is that the type of person you would really want your old lady to go on a cross-country trip to? Come on, let's think about that. You know, people out there have to have some common sense to, to even think that way. What kind of schmuck is this uh, woman's husband for even, you know, thinking about that happening? What is he doing Letting his old lady hang around another man like that. Again, it don't take, you know, a rocket scientist or you being uh, Einstein to know that if they're hanging out all the time together or if he's protective of her or they act like, you know, they're together, you know, maybe it's time to put two and two together and understand two and two equals four, don't you think? You know, and that's something that I guess this new generation don't get is, you know, people are pricks, man. They, you know what? Even so-called brothers, man, if they get a chance to bang your old lady, they're going to do it. Especially if she's hot. You know, if they get a chance to take her across country and here you are sitting there with your thumbs up your butt. Yeah. What kind of man is that? I, I just don't get it, really, you know, maybe I'm old school and stuff like that where, you know, wives, they were untouchable, you know, yeah, you had your side pieces and stuff, yeah, you let them out and uh, go to roost, if you will, but your old lady, your wife, are you kidding me, 
not in this day and age, and sure the hell didn't happen back then. So, I actually, I guess, feel sorry for this freaking guy. Here he is, probably sitting at home, in the corner, pulling his pecker, and here is his old lady going across country on a trip with another man. And I guarantee you, here's what the old lady's saying. Oh, you know what? You know, we're just really good friends. He's my uh, real buddy. He's my best friend. Man, get out of here, man. You guys are doing the naughty together, man. Uh, <laughs> who are you fooling? You know, for one, you never trust a woman's word. You know, that's why a lot of times when guys, and I especially, you know what, in the old days, if you're up to something, don't ever tell an old lady, okay? It might not be because you don't trust her, which I don't trust that kind of information with anybody but me, myself, and I. But that and, you know, if the feds or the cops get a hold of her, she's going to be the first one to flip on you because they're going to be leveraging uh, stuff. So why, with that known, why in the hell even, you know, trust that word? Now, I don't want to piss off all my women uh, listeners, but hey, you guys know this is to be true. You know, what do you girls have to say, you know? What if you, one of you guys were hanging out with a guy all the freaking time, and people started to think you were actually a couple or you were actually married? Come on. <laughs> Again, you don't have to be an Einstein. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. Human nature is a guy's going to try to stick it where he can. And you know what? It's actually, uh, you know, I was actually reading an article. This had to be like six, seven, I don't know, months, eight months ago, probably a year. And it was talking about human evolution where, you know, the reason why a lot of guys want to hit it hard is because they want to make sure their stuff gets in there deeper so they have their kids. So if that's telling you anything about uh, the promoting body, oh man, I can't even say it. I got, I'm sick right now. Uh, but if that don't tell you about our uh, nature, nothing will. So I don't care, again, if... You know, you call him a brother. Uh, I don't care if you've known him 20 freaking years. Don't let your old ladies go with some other man. Come on. Really? So, I guess that's my answer to your question. You're coming up with all kinds of good ones, man. Keep on sending them in. You actually got it to where I'm making some videos on this subject. Uh, again, this was an interesting one, and I, I, again, I'm not a marriage counselor, but this is just a fun video, and hopefully it makes you guys think a little bit before you let a brother take your freaking wife or your old lady somewhere across the country. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle crack wide open.